Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Prayer State of Mind. We have a very special show for you today. We have our own Barbara Walters here for a second. She's going to be leading us to a rock, and we're going to be talking about all the latest topics and all the happenings. So stay tuned. You're listening to Prayer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, y'all. Hey. Well, hello. How's everybody doing? You know, blessed, alhamdulillah. It's a good day. Blessed and all. It's so okay. good to see your lovely faces here today. Yes. yes. It's a good time. Happy, you know, happy spring, rainy weather. Yes. Showers. <laughs> yes. Crazy, whatever the hell it is. Low I like the rain. We yeah, have like such a great, great show today. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some serious topics we're talking about, but do not worry. We're going to have a good time and all of that. But, you know, we have to address some things, some happenings in the world today. But I've picked um, my music genre today, as people would like to call lesbian coffee shop music. For those of you who don't know, that is very 80s, 90s, early 2000 female uh, Lilith Fair music. Great, a great genre. If you don't listen to lesbian coffee shop music, you are missing a lot because might have been on VH1 or MTV yes. after 10 p.m. Yes, some of the best female artists on there. Actually, I was trying to open with another black lesbian coffee shop person, but the album was not on this thing. I was trying to open with Kina. I don't know if you guys remember Kina that was in mm-hmm. um, um, Brownstone. She had an album and she had Girl from the Gutter. Yeah, how do we all got no Michelle Indege Ocello on here? Well, there was so many. My brain was running around, <laughs> but I mean, I got, but I got some Melissa Etheridge and stuff. I have Michelle Digger show would have been great. Yeah, we gonna Next, we might have to cut what? one of these girls and get that, some Michelle. Okay, going. all right, we can. You know what? We can do some Michelle. It's Anna Nalik. I don't know who she is, but anyway, you know song exactly. Who, you know exactly who Miss Anna Nalik, Nalik is when you hear the song. You know exactly oh, yeah. what it is. <laughs> but we're gonna start with for me the woman who is carrying on the lesbian coffee shop music genre right now for the new generation in the pop culture, which is Miss F K A Twigs. Um, when I first heard this song, I was like, oh my God, Kate Bush and Tori Amos fucking had a baby. Because it's exactly what it sounded, but it has the black girl feel on it. It's just this glorious thing. She's not necessarily what, what you like to call a performer, but musically she cannot be fucked with. So, but I wanted to play this song for everyone and it's so awesome from her album, Mary Magdalene. So 
You're listening to Crazy the Mind. This is FKA Twigs, Mary Magdalene.
Yes, honey. That was FK Twix um Mary Magdalene. What did you think? I know it's it's like it's very lesbian coffee shop, honey. <laughs> I was surprised that you um and it's not what I picture or I'm mean, not picture, but when I think of when I think of lesbian coffee shop music, largely because my impression of that genre is largely formed by the female artists of the nineties. Yeah. So, you know, there was a, a notable absence of guitar. So yes. um, <laughs> I would I wouldn't put KFK Twigs in, in that category. Well, the reason why I say it's, it's the it's the the new. Let me I should have said it's the new lesbian coffee shop music in that sense because mm-hmm. the kids are like oh Lana Del Rey is that type of sound now. That's where the genre has mm-hmm. went. Okay. Versus, oh, using garage I know, band. I know ex- I know exactly what you mean, Sam. No, Sam is absolutely right for calling me out because she's thinking more of lesbian coffee shop music originally for actual lesbians playing guitar in a coffee shop. Yeah, that's where it came from. No, no, no. So she's right about <laughs> the genre itself. The whole is, thing. Yeah, right, right. This whole thing. Yeah, clearly. But the genre is uh, the, the reason why I picked that's because the, that's the new, the, the newest version. This is 2021 version of lesbian coffee shop music. Man, you know, okay. All right. You know, because when you go to a coffee shop, what do they have now? A DJ and like electronic people, like right. singing mm-hmm. the keyboard. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing now, you know, right. in essence. But I do <laughs> want to say, Oh, go sorry. Go ahead, Micah. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Because you said you you said something that I wish I found quite shocking. You said she's not a performer. I'm like, yes. the girl is not a vocalist. If anything, she is a performer. Oh no, no, that's what I meant to say. She is a, not a vocalist. She's a performer. Okay. I got to mix that. <laughs> I'm like, I like, a couple you. of her shows. And no, no, no. the girl can't perform. She reminds me of Jan Jackson almost. Like, no, no, that's what. Oh, no, hold on now, girl. No, you can perform. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I'm just yeah, because she can like vote. She, she actually like vogues, right? Like she, she can was actually... voguing. She was on that pole yeah, and the yeah. whole time singing. And I guess you know what? That's my that's my my bad. I meant to say she's not a vocalist. She's not. Right. She's like she's one of those people where I just want to listen to her music. I can watch her perform it live, but not sing it live. Because sometimes she's like, "I'm going to sing." I'm like, "No, just play the track." <laughs> play the track and do what you're gonna do because uh, songs like these it's like it's more about the visual aspect of it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in that totally. sense but yeah, but, yeah. So the music video is glorious what do you think mike i know you're like this is this is weird miss carmen well, well no because like um well i was surprised at how long the song was <laughs> i think that was my big surprise i thought it was like yeah. that was like a three minute song i was like oh it's still going on it's like five minutes um but um, no, because I like I like FKA Twigs. Like I like some for other stuff. Like um, I really like, I think there's some other tracks on this album that I enjoy. Um, no. I also really love from I think from her debut album Numbers or Never. Yeah. I, I was like one of my favorites. Like it was one of my favorite songs by her. Like hands down. And like it was like one of my favorite songs. Like when that the year when that song came out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I like I wasn't as huge a fan of the particular song, but I do I do enjoy FKA Twigs. Like I think gotcha. she has some really good stuff. I just wasn't a fan of this particular song. No, I get what you mean because she's she's jumped into a lot of different styles. I think what I liked about this it was just the fact that for me it was just musically amazing. Oh yeah, especially when she's about this like all this throw up is like just the way the voices are bouncing around the, the core of it all and the way it comes to the beat. Like musically, it's just like wow, mm-hmm. this is musically ridiculous. Oh yeah, it definitely so, blends together in a way. Like it, it yeah. almost feels, it almost sounds like a, I don't want to say a symphony, but like it's very symphonic in like the way yeah. I feel like it blends together. But naturally, like if you've listened to a lot of Kate Bush or Tori Amos, that's exactly what it sounds like. Mm. It literally sounds like Kate Bush and Tori Amos made love and it had a a baby and it came out. But anyway, anyway, Mr. Ori Givens, our Barbara Walters, 
I know I just sprung this on him, y'all. So please don't be mad. He's gonna um, lead us to a rock here. So there's a lot happening in the world. Over the past few months, we've been opening up with discussions about the relationship between police departments across the country and their treatment of Black Americans. And this past week, we have been seeing and hearing news from the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, which is the case in Minneapolis and where George Floyd was killed while being taken into police custody. We also have news of a US Army officer who is black and Latino who is currently involved in a lawsuit with two Virginia police officers after they pointed guns at him during a police stop in 2020. Now there's so many names on the list of people who were killed or harmed by the police, whether they're black men or black women or black people of any gender. Um, it seems like we keep on having the same conversations um, and we keep on having the same conversations no matter what the circumstances were. Whether you're walking to the store or you're running through your neighborhood or you're trying to get home from work or you're playing video games at your house or you're sitting in bed trying to go to sleep, we seem to still encounter the same fate when engaging with police officers in certain circumstances. So I want to ask, is this a problem that can be fixed or not? What do you think? Um, okay, I'll go first. So the, the thing with um, the Dante, um, Duante, I probably had his name correct, forgive me, um, was actually, it was very personal for me. It sounds weird because he was Liberian. Um, this, that's a lot of Liberians in Minnesota because uh, that's where my first cousin used to live. Um, so the whole thing about her shooting this man, for those of you who don't know, let me just take this right now. Um, Officer Kim Potter, who has been in the force for 26 years, she, I was an executed uh, a man, shot a man, and she said that it was a mistake. And I'm like, okay, if you were a rookie, maybe, but 26 years and that piss yellow taser, you can see that's, that is not a gun. So I don't, to answer your question, Ori, I don't think it's something that can be fixed anytime soon, but I think that there's a lot of light on it. So there's gonna be, there's gonna be people who are being more careful about how they move now, because someone said to me, I was listening to Ricky Smiley uh, morning show today. I'm not promoting someone else, but I was listening to Ricky Smiley morning show. Um, and he was saying, do we understand how many people might've lost in the seventies, eighties and nineties? because there was no cameras. Could you just imagine the amount of bodies that are stocked up, like, you know, stacked up behind that? Like, I'm just like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about it that way. It's just now we're seeing it and people are reacting. So it's just the fact that I think once they stop, stop playing with our intelligence, it'll get better. And that's the part that pissed me off is when you play with people's intelligence, because they try to treat us like we don't know any better. Like you need to believe this is what happened when this happened. It's almost easier to go, you know what? I fucked up, this officer was crazy, this was wrong, done. But it's just the fact that they really try to make it seem like we don't understand what's happening. We're not aware, we're not in the streets. 
So that's what pisses me off. So, you know, I'll let Sam take it from here to see how, you know, how she feels about it. So to answer Ori's question specifically, I want to say that you cannot fix something that is not broken. Hmm. The system that allowed for the all the ser- series of events that took place that led up to to his death, they fit into the way the system was built. I, I hate to say it because it's so ugly and it's disgusting. I hate for those words to come out of my mouth, but this is what they this is what the system is intended for. Like what Dewante, I can't remember his last name for life of me. Right. Let's see, White, his death is accounted for in the way the system is built. Um, yeah, so our system isn't broken and it needs to be deleted. Yeah, <laughs> you can't fix something I mean, that isn't broken. <laughs> right, it's working as intended, right? Um, exactly. You. Um, and like, I think too, is like, I think his mother was white and it's like, it just goes to show you that like, even in like, even if we're like, oh, we're in a quote unquote post-racial world and like people are like, you know, there's like, I think it's like one in seven marriages are interracial or, or inter-ethnic. Like even with all that happening, it doesn't matter. Like if you have dark, if you have black skin, it doesn't matter how light or dark it is, you are still considered black in the eyes of the law. Well, eyes of this yeah, a, a drop of white blood has never saved black bodies. Ever. Ever. Oh no. So I, you know, what what comes to mind, and I think it's a really important point that Sam made about, you know the system working as intended because these institutions like policing were designed in a certain way and then marketing happened and we you know tried to change the perception of what these were over time and and their role evolved over time it's just like how firefighters used to be owned by insurance companies and they were really specifically to protect um specific types of property um, and then they became municipalized and things like that and by you know in some areas there's still volunteer forces um, that are not municipalized so it's just these systems that we look at now in this way didn't begin in the way that we look at them now and so I think you know we're looking at this period of um, unearthing the truth and unearthing, like peeling back the layers of these institutions that we have been conditioned um, or attempted to be conditioned that are, are one way. Um, when you think about something, I, you know, I really think it's interesting, the story of the army officer, because the, the narrative is always to you know, put on the right clothes, do the right thing, X, Y, Z. But even if you do those things, the same thing can resolve. I mean, he was literally an army officer. Like he was a lieutenant. And he had just got that car. He was literally driving the car from the lot. Mm And the part that pissed me off, for those of you who don't, uh, didn't see the video, it was like they told him, well, you know, this doesn't have to go anywhere if you don't say anything. They were talking to him like he was the most basic childish person. You're talking to a lieutenant in the American military. You are just a mere cop walking around. Not a mere, thank you for your service, whoever the good cops are, but I'm just saying that you are talking to a lieutenant in the army like, well, you know, if you don't say nothing, nothing will happen. It's just like, yeah. wow. So no matter what, how high you are as a ranking person, it doesn't matter. Well, I, think it I mean, you see how they treated the president. 
Oh, former president Barack Obama, I should say. Um, what were you going to say, Micah? Yeah, so, I mean, I think just goes to show you that this country is a caste system. That is based a racial caste system. It doesn't matter what your class is. Like if you, yeah, if you have the you know quote unquote lowest caste, um, you are going to be treated that way regardless of how high you move up in the world. And it's like we need to completely break the caste system that we have in this country, and that's going to require like a full dismantling of everything. And like, how do you do that? Because um, yeah, we're still going to keep having this is going to keep happening, right? And like we are having like policies that like inversely impact us, like. Why does Minnesota have a law that says you can't have an air fresher hanging from your rear view mirror? Like, who is that targeting? It's not targeting people who have new cars. It's not targeting people who have Teslas. Like, you're targeting a certain population. And it's like, no oh, one thinks that this they is have like a law like people. that. They have yeah, that's why, that's why he got pulled over because he had his air freshener hanging from, from its window. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, and let's talk. Let's not, and then, then let's talk about why he had a warrant out for his arrest. And um, all the mistakes that led to that happening, this man died because of the failures of bureaucracy. <laughs> if right. I had to go back, you know what I mean? Like, it's so nuts to me. Right. So if he was such a threat, he should have been in jail already. But, I mean, yeah. And it wasn't even that. It was like he, because like, it, it was only a super minor, right? Like, what was it? was it? a victimless like, crime. It was a victimless crime. And they had a warrant out for his arrest because the bureaucracy kept messing up his address. Like, yeah, said, it was returned mail. So he had no idea that there was a warrant out for him. So, which is very easy to happen in a lot of places. It's yeah, happens all the time. It's supposed to be something that gets you killed. Yep. That kind of makes me a little sick to the stomach a little bit. So you made um, me very sick to my stomach. Let me um, jump here. I'm gonna just take this over from Ori a little bit because I just want to make sure he got the introduction because I'm not very classy with words like my sister is. Um, <laughs> so, how do you think this is going to affect the uh, Derek Chauvin trial? If you guys don't mind me asking. It's 10 miles away from it. I don't, because it can't. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if these jury, jurors are already in sequester or if they will be in sequester once the testimony ends. But it, it, typically when you're on a jury, you're not supposed to, supposed to quote, quote, air quotes, square quotes for you listeners, um, take an information about this trial or any other related information that could sway your perspective on the information and evidence that's presented before you. With that said, um, in the court of public opinion, I'm sure it might change people's perspective because now you have two people in, yeah. within just a few you know, miles of each other um, and, and the public consciousness is seeing this and they're saying, oh, I don't, we, we can't do this. Meanwhile, in, in Columbus, Ohio, there was also a man that was just killed by police um, in what? a hospital, yeah. So this, this problem is so pervasive um, that it's almost, you know, it, it, it almost like, I don't know if people will look at that and say, oh no, maybe we should change something because they haven't looked at any of the last ones and said, oh, maybe we should change something. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um, let's hope, um, I'm gonna kind of jump off here. Let's just hope something changes and we have to keep keep fighting. So keep making your voices heard, please. Um, all our voices have to be heard, you know, in that sense. So if you feel a certain type of way, say it. And I'm going to just ask, put Aura in the spot one more time. Don't worry, I'm not asking you to host anything, girl. Um, this is just from a journalistic perspective. Uh, the talk just returned. 
I have to come I to you first. You know, you, you yeah, know I can why talk I have... about the talk. So, yeah. please, well, let, you know, give me your thoughts. The talk first is very close to our hearts. You yeah, know, so, it's one of our um, inspiration shows. Give me um, your opinion and then just kind of segue into asking us a couple of questions, but I want to hear what you think and what you would have done in that situation. So, I don't know how much, because I haven't been on, so I don't know how much you've talked about this issue. Not really. We haven't really talked about this. We've talked about the fact that we talked about Sharon Osbourne a little bit, yeah. but since everything has happened with the investigation and it coming mm-hmm. back, this is the first time we're talking about it. So this is very fresh. Right so now. about a month ago, um, there was a whole kerfluffle on the talk and it all comes down to an incident with Sharon Osbourne supporting or purporting to support Pierce Morgan, who, as you might know, got got kicked off or who resigned from Good Morning Britain, resigned air quotes again. He he parted ways with the morning show in the UK. And that was related to his discussions of um, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry or the Duchess of Sussex, Duke and Duchess of Sussex, as we still call them here in the US, even though they're technically not. But it's what we do, honey. It's what we do. We ain't give no. She gonna have that title forever. She we ain't. We, we, we giving it to her. You have it. And so is fine. the Duke, the Duke and Duchess of America. We just gonna say that now. Um, they did the explosive Oprah interview where they talked about some of the racist treatment that they had received from senior staffers in the firm, not family members necessarily or senior family members, but some of the staffers related to the monarchy. Piers Morgan talked about how he really didn't care for Meghan Markle. And they've had a whole history. It involves him inviting her on the show, her not coming on the show. And basically he doesn't care for her. So anytime that that conversation came up, he was very pointed. He said that, um, and I'm paraphrasing that he didn't believe that she had suffered um, mental health anguish and mental health issues and questioned her That's exactly um, what he said. You know, admission of, um, of suicidal ideation and got dragged for On it. air. On by air another. by his co-host. Who was also a biracial man who was not having it. Not having it. He had, he had time that day. <laughs> he had now, all the time that day. And that queen was like, no ma'am. Now, fast forward a whole month, or, you know, fast forward a couple weeks, we have Sharon Osbourne, Cheryl Underwood, other random people on the talk. I don't know who they got on there now. They got some (laughs) people up on there. Um, And they're talking about this issue. Now, obviously, it doesn't, it's not a far stretch to know that Piers Morgan and Sharon Osbourne at least have a relationship. Yes. They're both British. They're both on TV, you know, but they have a, a, a decent relationship. And Sharon Osbourne defended her friend, uh, I believe on Twitter. And then it came in because Twitter, you get dragged. So she came back on the show and there was a confrontation over it. Now, I did not watch how this went down. I watched some of the aftermath. But if you've ever been in a conversation with a white woman while you're trying to tell them about their racist selves and they gaslight you, that's what happened on TV. Yep. I don't need to watch it because I know what happened. I lived it. <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> Amen. after that, the, basically the show just kind of fell apart. Like it was a heated exchange on the air. Um, you could tell that while um, 
Sharon was kind of trying to defend herself, defend um, her Pierce. viewpoints, and defend Pierce, that um, Cheryl and the other hosts were trying to kind of let her know, like, hey, this is actually like what the tea is. Like, just trying to help her out. Just trying to help her out. She wasn't having it. Or I guess she, she was too caught up in her feelings about her friend that she failed to see the humanity and the vulnerability of her co-hosts. Mm-hmm. And so the show was suspended for a good few weeks while they tried to do an investigation. And the result of the investigation, I don't know that they really said much, but what we do know is that Sharon Osborne decided to leave the show. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to necessarily get into whether or not you feel that Sharon was right in her support of Pierce or any of that. Um, but do you think it was big enough that she should have left the show? Or should she have been present for that conversation when they came back to air? I think she should have been present for that conversation. And I think that to her, to her, I'll give her this. I think they have been trying to get rid of her for a long time. And it just needed something to, to really make a stick. I think they were trying to get rid of her because I think that uh, they, they wanted to clean house. And mm-hmm. she has always been an issue for them. Even without the racial stuff, she's been an issue in general. Mm-hmm. Just in, She's an issue in general. And so when they had all those things happen and like, you know, her with Holly Ralphs and Pete and all of that. And she was like, oh no, I never say anything like that. And then Leah Remley, Rem- this is how you be an ally. And Leah Remley mm-hmm. was like, oh no girl, you did call me and Cheryl uh, uh, and a Holly Ghetto mm-hmm. because we were not, you know, of a certain kind. Like, you know, you, and she said, and it was on air. She looked at Leah Remley, oh, you just said so ghetto because you're from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So she was very free in using mm-hmm. language in essence. And so she was always free in that. and. She was never held accountable for it. And I think just at this moment, she was. But I think she should have been present for that. The thing about it is Cheryl, this is the thing that Sharon would never get. Cheryl was actually trying to be her friend and save mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. That girl, bring it down. We're going to talk about this later. This is kitchen table talk. We can have this conversation around the kitchen table and work it out. But she brought kitchen table talk on air. And there was nothing no one could do to bring it back for you. Because sometimes, like Cheryl said, that was my friend. I liked her. I loved her. And, you know, we put up a lot of shit from our friends that we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's just like, girl, you can't blame me for you getting fired. And then she was like, well, I sent her a text. And she, you know, I did apologize. But she was like, I could not answer the text because legally they were investigating you. I could not send anything back. Mm-hmm. So don't act like, you know, and, you know, Sharon's an old school uh, uh, pimp. She, she's been in this life. She's like, I'm not trying to lose my good kid up in here Mm-mm. 10 years. And you know what she has done? Praise God. She's made sure to lead in that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, it's funny, too, because I think if this was like, you know, even just a few years ago, I feel like they would like they would have tried to milk milk that that meeting of them together for ratings so i'm kind of mm-hmm. i'm glad that they've realized that like that's probably not healthy for every anyone involved to like have them come mm-hmm. back and actually like talk together in person i mean yeah. i would love to watch it personally but i don't know no i, like I disagree i have to listen to their banal conversations about all kinds of nonsense but when they finally get to some real conversation <laughs> where they can actually have a talk they don't mm. Mm-mm. no so, i think 
I didn't watch the, what came on this week, so I can't really say that for sure. But it's an opportunity missed if they didn't bring Sherry. It's an opportunity to miss. I should have a courageous conversation about race. Yeah. This should have opened a season with just those two sitting down talking. Mm-hmm. This should have had the yeah. first half hour in the show with just those two sitting down talking. Doesn't matter what it is. That would have been so great. And then the second, and then the second hour, bring in Holly <laughs> Robinson, P, and Leah Remini. Just, just Oop, no, 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 Leah Remini would have fought because Leah Remini is the one that would have thrown hands. She would have went up there and knocked Cheryl. She not Cheryl, not Cheryl, uh, Sharon. She don't play. Yeah, I wouldn't say Leah Remini's ghetto, but a girl can handle herself on the streets. Yes, and she would not let that. I mean, the fact she that she let, let slide. slide. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "I don't want to get sued," and I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why she didn't, why she didn't rinse Sharon when she heard that Sharon no, called no, her no, ghetto. When you watch it, you look at her go. She backs up. She's like, "What?" Leah goes like, "My chat, my chat." <laughs> she said, "My chat," because Leah's about that life. She's like, "I'm gonna knock the hell out." I mean, I, I, I remember watching her on Saved by the Bell. I know how she is. You know, <laughs> oh, that's why right. she was on Saved by the Bell the summer season. Yep, <gasps> oh my god! Mm-hmm. I don't but remember. Anyway, her. y'all, we're Grossy. gonna go go to our first music break. Thank you, Ori, for um just putting that into some perspective. Uh, I appreciate you um entertaining me for putting you on the um the spot. Um, I just wanted to get a very nice intro that did not have my karma. Isn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> yeah, don't do that again, girl. No, I won't do it again. I promise. <laughs> I promise. I was thought you was ready though. But to be fair, okay, so I did um I did erase one track from um from the uh, the coffee shop list. So the, the the throwback track is gonna be Michelle and Deggio Cello. So but it okay. So uh we're gonna get into our music break and in, in our um lesbian coffee shop music. So now real 90s lesbian coffee shop music, as Sam pointed out since I played t- and the the young girl shit. Oh, Adia. Um, Adia. Uh, Adia by Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to go there. Um, Breathe to Emma, Anna Nellick. Y'all know the song when you hear, you know, and then Cars and Guitar by Tori Amos. Um, for those of you who have, I uh, just want to put this out there. If you've won the best episodes of the show, Portlandia, if you've never seen it, they have a lesbian coffee shop episode where this couple is trying to get their apartment like together and they hire Amy Mann as the maid and Sarah McLaughlin's the gardener. And they keep like, <laughs> that was yeah, a great and, episode. yeah, oh and they gosh. keep like breaking Tori Amos and Kate Bush CDs. And it's just like, we don't listen to them. It's, it's this whole sapphic, and you have to oh, know God. the genre to get the episode. So, but anyway, we're going to listen. Right, no, Indigo Girls. Yes, it is Indigo Girls, girl. Okay, so no, okay, I see her. I see you. Play with okay, me. We good. We good. <laughs> okay, don't play with me, Ori. So you're listening to Question of Mine on Radio Free Motherfucking Brooklyn. Eighty, I do believe I failed you.
2am and she calls me cause I'm still awake Can you help me unravel my latest mistake? I don't love him, winter just wasn't my season Yeah, we walk through the door so accusing Their eyes like they haven't erided all to criticize If it grits, you're all here for the very same reason Cause you can't jump the track We're like cars on a cable And life's like an hourglass glued to the table No one can find the rewind button, girl
Cause you know this gearbox can make the shift polish my rims Oh, damned if you do, damned if you don't I swear it seems a late boy I've even curved this body to fit you Still the rain can confuse the thoughts that come to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yes, honey, that was a little um, lesbian coffee shop music. What you guys think? 
Um, it was very enjoyable. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, breathe. I was like, oh yeah, we all this this song. Girl. Um, in the chat, <laughs> we we're like, oh, we've heard this song like Grey's Anatomy. We've heard this on these other shows. Like, we know that. Like, that's you know, everybody knows. Breathe two a.m. Honey, she she wore the girl's house. She was a good old tear jerker when somebody was dying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, I, and you know what? I bet she is just walking, to, like rolling the the wheelbarrow to the bank with that song and, yeah. and her record company. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I remember the first time I heard the song, it was, uh, I was waking up with me and Kavita has, she spent the night at my house, my friend Corey, and we had a night mm-hmm. and we're just watching VH1 when they play videos. And that came on, we're just, you know, just chilling, eating breakfast. It's like, this is kind of cute. Okay, okay, come on, three, four. I said, okay, come on, mother. You know, I was, you know that whole sad and soft, sappy thing. And I picked that, and I also picked um, cars and guitars. And I just uh, sent Mike a message. I said, you should just do the words of the song. Mm. What's so good about the words of the song is it's literally about a, she wrote the song about someone who was seeing someone in a relationship and said, was it worth it? Um, because there was a cars and guitar that came between us. And she's just like, she's literally going to his house. She said, what happens if I keep on driving? Oh, wow. And just keep going and just forget about you. you know, still a thought that what if I keep on driving? Mm. That's the whole concept of it. Yeah, it's, a, it's, about a, it's literally about the fact that it wasn't the material things that were the problem. The problem was you and this. And I really am giving you myself and you're not responding to anything. So I'm driving to your house to try to fix things. But what if I just keep on driving? Just mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. No, that's one of the reasons why I've always loved Tori Amos. She always like kind of hits on the nail there. Yeah. But since I have you here, what other girls are taking hey, a quick with girl, let's talk about the Johnson, honey, the bad Johnson, the bad dick. Oh, yes, the Johnson and Johnson. Well, okay, so go ahead. I'll let you lead yeah. this one here. So, you know, I'm sure that, you know, it's been the news, like, even covered by everybody. Um, the Johnson Johnson vaccine, even though it's been given to, like, what, like a couple of millions of people, oh, yeah. uh, six, uh, six um, individuals yeah. who I think are pretty, like, and they're predominantly women between the ages of 18 and 48, I believe, is the yeah. way, yeah. Um, are. I'm sure that blood clots is uh, similar to um, AstraZeneca, which is also kind of a similar vaccine. So as, as a result, it's, it's halted all um, the, the CDC and FDA have said, like, you know, stop using Johnson & Johnson. So we're waiting on that right now. Um, but of course, this is, you know, also causing some more fears of the vaccine. Um, and like, I think I think there's a degree of it being overblown, right? Because it's like, all right, out of like the million people getting the vaccine, so got blood clots, which yes, they should be right. You know, how many people have gotten similar, similar or worse things due to like just COVID-19 existing, right? Or, right. Um, I think there was like a meme going around. It's like, well, you know, gun violence has killed more than six, like, you know, there's actually killed more than six people. Why are we not stopping the production of all guns, right? Right. <laughs> so, I think that, it, it's the Pfizer and Moderna trying to get rid of another girl. Okay. You, you the young so? girl. Like, yeah, hey, they're talking about the young girl. Out. I feel like they're trying to get rid of the young girl. Yeah, like, I feel like they're just like, because I said, no, because when I took that fucking Moderna, they said, oh, the next day is like, what happens? I had Sunday, Monday, oh, Tuesday. Yeah. I had three fucking days of feeling like I got beaten by two by four. Wow. Until Wednesday, I felt a little better. So in essence, I think that they're just trying to get, but who knows if people have pre-existing conditions. 
Right. Well, there's a whole thing. I mean, I, I don't know the full details of it because I don't know. Right. Well, yeah. but it has to do with like, I think it might account after with certain medications or conditions mm-hmm. for these six individuals. Um, but again, it's just, it's, it's, it's luck of the draw. I mean, it's, it was like hundreds of people. Right. One thing. But like, I was even okay. watching on the news, like, um, like they're like, you know, there's an issue of like in the South, like okay. particularly red states, like there's an issue of folks not getting the vaccine. Like it's underperforming as compared to like, you know, in blue states. Okay. And like there were hundreds of people in Mississippi, and they were like, like there are a lot of people who were like, if I'm gonna get the vaccine, I want to get the Johnson and Johnson because it's a one and done. Now hearing this, they're like, I don't want to get any vaccine, right? Because they don't yeah. want to do Pfizer because it's two shots. Like they don't want to do one and get done. So now that like that's not an option, so they're not even getting vaccines, which is like crazy to me. Well, it speaks to the entitlement of this country, right? Mm-hmm. Because no matter like what you, if it's something to make people around you better. And to make yourself better, like, why wouldn't you do it? Like, you know, in that sense. But it just feels the entitlement of like, oh, well, because this one shot. It's a, there's two other options. Come example, if you take eat McDonald's and McDonald's makes you shit, you can go to Burger King or Wendy's and they're not going to make you shit. You know what I mean? Well, so what I, mean is, they might. I mean, they might, but you know what I, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, the analogy wise, I'm just saying that okay. you don't have to be like, I'm never eating fast food again because this restaurant was terrible. Right. And that's what they're saying, you know, just, just using their excuse. Right. Well, I mean, it's also too, I mean, there's just like a fear of the vaccine because, you know, there's, there's people who are like, you know, they developed it too fast, you know, like, you know, what are they actually putting in it? And it's just like all these like BS fears that are feeding why the vaccine is not good. And it's right. like, you know, I mean, you, you know, I, I, you know, with vaccines, I mean, I know there's always like a, there's always an open question about certain things, but like, yeah. that's not the case here. I mean, there's a reason why it was developed quickly. Um, but you know, there's there's that fear, and you know, this does not help. Like, to not this helps like stoke the fear further, um, unfortunately. Um, but I wish I, I, you know, I hope that they can fix it up. I mean, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, and people still have to get a booster shot anyway, so I don't know what they're worried about. Like, people we're still gonna be getting booster shots six, twelve months after the fact. So, right, you, you know, it, it, you know, one shot and you're done forever, kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. So what do you think, Sam? Um, if you're here. Oh, maybe not. Um, no, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. What do you think? I just got back. So what, what do I think about what? Uh, think about the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Well, you know, um, I was always of the mind that I was going to go for the um, Moderna or Pfizer, just because I already have like a little you know, I've always been a little salty towards Johnson Johnson because I'm like, if right. y'all can't even make baby powder without giving people cancer, I'm not going to trust you with <laughs> injecting anything into my veins. Okay. And y'all were shady about that. So you'll definitely be shady about the vaccine. Now, I'm not saying that other companies haven't done that. <laughs> but the thing is, I know Johnson Johnson has done that. <laughs> I love it for that. Yeah. We know these things to be true. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. Um, on a lighter note, but not really a lighter note, we have a couple of minutes here before our second hour. Um, so they asked if uh, Texas was going to reach a herd immunity. <laughs> and somebody literally said, hell, the fuck no. Because what is wrong with people in Texas? Now, I'll say this much. The food, the, 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 the meat and the meat's amazing in Texas. Mm-hmm. Take that however you may. It's good meat. No matter where you go. However, I guess the meat's gonna be quite tainted with the COVID <laughs> in the meat because they just, the governor is a blowhard. Oh, no, you know, the, the governor's terrible. I mean, listen, they, they could, like, there's, there's 
they're, they're people froze to death because they have a terrible electric. Oh my god! What yes. makes you think they're gonna get like herd immunity in Texas? Like they don't care about their people. <laughs> Unfortunately, sure don't. But they, they they think that they do care about them. Right. I mean, hell. I mean, there's a reason why we call it Juneteenth because like the, the slaves in Texas were the last to find out. So. Oh, where did really? Yeah, they have their teeth. Like it's yeah, because like that was the last day that the the the, the slaves on. In Texas, where done out like slavery was over, I did not know that. Yeah, because they didn't get the memo because you know slavery. <laughs> <laughs> you know because you know what, school, as Miss Blakey would say, <laughs> that's crazy to me. But I just think that look, there's other vaccines out there. Please, guys, take the vaccine if you can. Um, we just need to get this herd immunity. We all want to enjoy ourselves. We all want to go out and have a good time. Uh, although going out having a good time seems very weird right now. I'm good not going out. We we did that recently, and I'm cool I'm not spending the time. You out. know what? I'm <laughs> good with that too because when that when that place we're not gonna call their name when it said that sixteen dollars for that well cocktail, I said okay, no. I always I already spend fifty three dollars over here, mm-hmm. and I guess girls were shitting themselves after. We're not gonna say what we went. Yes, yes. <laughs> I wasn't, but I know girls were. But you know, anyway, we're about to start the second hour here, you know. So, so you know, I hope that you guys stay listening. We have more lesbian coffee shop music and more stuff to talk about. So keep listening to Crazy the Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. She don't came up. Look at her. Look at God. Getting merch. I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm -hmm. He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I see what you did there. there. And I appreciate it. It's amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Chris and the Mom. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh, do need to calm down. They're doing the most. All right. What is happening? Mm. What is happening on the record right now? You say your girlfriend. I'm like, no, nah, this is my good duty. Bitch, what the fuck you mean? Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the messy hour right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. 
Yes, y'all. Girl, I'm so happy Duran's not here. <laughs> oh, yes. She'll be lighting me all the way up. Mm-hmm. Like all the way up. Thank you, Micah. You, see, you know what? See, look, look at us. I know, but see, you need me. Yeah, I, I absolutely need you. Mm-hmm. Honey, you like Celine Dion to me. I want you to need me. I can't <laughs> you breathe. Yeah, but you just remember that. And it, well, it, it, it goes out later. Yes. Yes. So uh, we are about to start our second uh, hour right now. So we are going to play what Ori requested. I did not have in the um, arsenal at first, but he was very, very right in saying that we needed this to be one of the songs. We're going to play one of the OGs of the 90s, late 80s of the lesbian coffee shop music, Miss Michelle Indegiocello. And this was her big song, the one that kind of put her on the map, which was called uh, If That's Your Boyfriend, If That's Your Boyfriend, If That's Your Boyfriend, It Wasn't Last Night. Me and Micah have never said this to anyone before because that's not who we are. <laughs> As people. But you know, we might have played a game of divide and conquer a few times to boxers, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so you're listening to Crazy to Mind. This is Michelle and Diggio Cello with If That's Your Boyfriend, He Wasn't Last Night. Last night. Ooh, baby, baby. 
sex And when we're through I really have no problem Acting like I don't know you You can say I'm wrong You think that's kind of freaky I can't be trusted Kind of sneaky But no It's your story right You knocked on my door So what should I say no for So if that's your boyfriend If that's your boyfriend If that's your boyfriend He wasn't last night That was Miss Michelle Indigio Cello. You like that, Miss Ori? That was just for you. That was just yes, for you. I appreciate her. You know, Michelle Indigio Cello is one of my favorites um, from back in the day. I just, I just love her. I love all her evolutions too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. her evolutions when she gets. It's like when she was at the beginning, much like. Um, Melissa Etheridge, you know, they was singing on the border. They was yeah. like, we gonna send you these messages, but they're gonna be a little bit coded, right? right? And then it was like, oh no, it's all out now. We gonna be full on, so we giving it to you. Mm-hmm. Right. I love her. Nice. You know what I love about that? The whole fact that um, you guys, you know, before the show started, I told over the uh, music, it's like, you ain't playing no Michelle and Dick Ocello for Lesbian Coffee Shop? So I had to I had to cut out Lila Ford, Lita Ford from The Sorry. Runaways. It's okay, no girl. <laughs> girl, for black woman, shit. You, you don't have to. And, and Barbara Walter said, "Bitch, you need this." I'm like, yes, Barbara. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Well, speaking of things that we don't need, now Sam, we're about to go in. So feel free to join. Let's talk about um, the Bachelor, mm. who just oh. came out. So who would like to start? I Can mean, we I... decline? No, Oops. you cannot decline. <laughs> you, you know I'm, what? Okay. All so right, let I, me start by saying yes. I am happy for anyone discovering their truth mm -hmm. and living in their truth. Amen. It is a beautiful thing. Yes, it I is. I am happy for Colton. That's what his name is. This Colton. <laughs> did, I mess, yes. did I mess it up? It could be Caleb, Casey, what is it? Something like that. Colton. Casey, I'm happy Brittany, for him. John Stephen. <laughs> Clay, Slade. Clay, Slade. Yeah, Amen. yeah. What was, what was the name? Bryce? You know, uh, <laughs> not Bryce, bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But let me no. I, I, all joking aside, it's hard. It's it, it is still hard in 2021 for many people to be who they are. All you got to do is look at the apps to tell that. You know, you see, you see all yeah. dudes living on the down low, or right. we don't call them the down low anymore. Um, but you know, um, it, it is it's unfortunate, but. 
I, I understand the feedback that some may have um, that thinks that we are always ready to celebrate certain people when they come out and not other people when they come out. It's valid, but um, yeah, I'm 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 glad for him. You know, I'm sure that they will find a way to capitalize on his newfound. Oh, actually, they already did because he's coming out with a Netflix show with Gus Kenworthy. That was the story, right? Oh yeah, oh, so they did already. That right. part. Mm, that part. Right. Yeah. Because we've but, never had a show about white gay men coming <laughs> coming of age. I mean, have we ever seen that? So me and my friend, um, we were talking about this, right? And it really comes back to we have to write our story. We just have yep. to write it because ain't nobody, you know, unless Patrick Ian Polk got one up his sleeve somewhere for coming out of some black gays. I mean, he's done. He don't, he's he don't done. He, to, done. He, he did his work. He did his, he did work. his he did, work. He did, he did It's time for us. So we all work on that show. I'm thinking I would love to have, um, I would love to actually rewrite all of the teen comedies as gay teen comedy. Like, could you imagine like if they did like, um, what She's was all that. Oh my God, he's yes. all that, yes. Yeah. Or it could be She's All That uh, with girls. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, She's All That, was, was that one with um, Jennifer? Mm-mm. Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, that's, 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 that's Freddie Prince Jr. Okay. Was it Freddie Prince Jr.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the one with, uh, um, what's her name? Um, oh my God, uh, was Seth, Seth, Something's here about you with Gabrielle Union? No, it was after that. The one with the oh my, I hate to say this on the air, but it had the greatest t- um, time I've ever heard the word "fag" utter from somebody's throat in my life. Mean girl, can't, can't hardly wait. Oh, <laughs> can't hardly wait. Yeah. Baby, I had never heard a girl say that f word with such devotion and love in her heart to Christ. <laughs> I was like, can't, <laughs> can't hardly wait. I would like. Or like the 2000 early 80s team movies. Uh, I know which American Pie as the gay boys, girl. Uh, wow. me, that's that's actually what I was thinking when I was talking about like a remake. That's what is my mind. Cause I don't know, I grew up as a gay teen. So can we go I can write a pretty cute one. <laughs> Who would you be in the American Pie gay version? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know. Like I would definitely, I would probably be, I would not be Jason Biggs. Um, oh, he was so cute to me. Oh, he's so. Oh no, Jason Biggs is still hot. Like, honey, he's, he's so. He, he wears. He used to wear a good short. He oh, did wear a good short, girl. Bitch, I used <laughs> to go up. What? what? What was the one where he? Th- yeah, uh, girl, you got some views of Jason Biggs in the series. I know because people, people were used to love uh, um Sean, the, the two hot boys, Sean William the, Scott, with the body. Yeah, yeah. But Jason, no, Biggs I was Jason to me, Biggs. I was Team Jason Biggs. Girl, them thighs and that little mm-hmm. thing. So I was like, uh-huh. this, this is the one for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know who you'll be, Micah. Who would I be? You would be the foreign stream steward student girl. <laughs> I live. Uh, you know what? <laughs> who so, was the one? Tom was it Thomas Nia Nicholas or one of the other three? The one with Stifler's mom. Oh I, no, that? not the one that did Stifler's mom. The one that was wrapped up on the girl. Like they were like sweethearts. And he was then... a cute boy too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't Do remember you, what his name I is. That's who, who I would be, probably. I know who Duran would be. She's not here, as I can see it. Oh, because as a journalist and as a band camp member, she would have been, that would have been her. <laughs> 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 it would have been her. Been like, it show would have been her. That show would have been her. With her little freaky side on the dash. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yep. yes, yep. that would have been her. That would have been her. 
I like, yeah, that's Mr. Wrong. I wow. feel like Sam would have been, no, Rebecca would have been uh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge fucking the kids down, <laughs> down to the basement. That would have yes. been Rebecca. Sa- Sam, who was Sam being American Pie? I don't know. I don't remember all the characters. Great, there was a lot of them and they all oh, showed wow. the fuck out. They're like no. what, five movies? <laughs> yeah, but I'd, yeah. Pro- I'd probably be, be Jason Biggs' dad. Oh, oh yeah. Eugene Levy. Now, <laughs> let me tell you about Eugene Levy. Oh, Lord. Yes. You know, and, you know, I do like my older salt and pepper man. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Dan looks just like him. And then Dan inherited. Dan is, he's a cutie. Yeah. Dan inherited his daddy's um, looks, but groomed. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Definitely. Well, he's got the gay grooming going on. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's okay. just another check mark for Canadian yeah. men. But Micah, right? I'm not called you like uh, uh, the foreign chick, but who do you think you'll be? Like, I can't remember all the characters actually either. I mean, it's been so long as I've seen those. There's Tara Reed's character, which was like the one that was a version, but not the version. Right. Uh, there's Mira Savara, um, whatever her name was. Um, that, but yeah. I feel like funny enough, you'd be one of the more innocent characters in the movie. Yeah, like one like a that's well, not very really innocent. For a high like school the, character, I'd be like I'd be the 15 year old girl. So whoever would be the 15 year old girl. Yeah, definitely not that. What's her name? Um, the the, uh, the alternative girl that would, she knew everything. The old nasty, that, that would have been the old nasty bitch, honey. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't think, back to this topic, I don't think the world needs another, to myself, another uh, hot white gay man coming out to be like, oh my God, you're saying, I'm not taking anything away from my experience. Let me just say this. His experience is valid. Whatever he's felt is valid. Whatever, everything he's felt is valid. I'm just saying is, the narrative of the white gay men coming out has been pushed it's in our throats so many times. Right. Just because it's valid, when we have Lil Nas, Lil Nas X going down fucking hell, fucking Satan, breaking, like doing some queer shit that is so crazy. We should be concentrating on how, what does it look like for a black man in hip hop who's gay to survive? Not a pretty white girl with the last body and the last ass getting coached by another pretty white girl the last body and the last ass. Who's on not going to have no trouble. You know, I'm actually surprised they didn't just give her like a, another bachelor season, but it's all guys. Like she could oh. have been the first gay bachelor. Like I'm surprised. They, they will never. Do. Girl, they I mean, would never do that. Cause first I, and foremost, that would be advertisers. a hot mess. Mm. Advertisers number two. Oh, it would be a hot mess. They'd be a hot mess because it. no matter who he picks, as his lover at the end, there's gonna be a problem. <laughs> well, because he didn't probably done all of them. Like, well, has it, well, so the black ones probably. Uh, okay, oh, we said we said out loud, Posey. See, you see, Posey, compromise. You see, compromise, Posey. I was trying to do it over here. Well, they can't. See, the viewers can't see that. So I, I know I, that's why I was doing it. No, they probably would. They just wouldn't end up with them at the end. Right. You know, they'll get it in. Mm-hmm. But they won't we'll make it a top three. They won't get that rose, top that final three, rose. Bitch. though. They're going to get a top six. You know, we'll be right on the top five, bitch. I don't know. You know, one thing that I've noticed ever since all this social injustice stuff been going on, people be on bold on apps. You know, they just be like, I want my BBC. And like, oh, okay. Oh, let's actually go dive into that. Because let me read something to Good you guys. transition. See, <laughs> look at God. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, girl, you got a degree and you're on TV, so you should know how to do this. <laughs> and if you don't, that's the problem, bitch. <laughs> so there was something that actually happened. <laughs> Still can find this. 
someone, I want to read this out loud because I, I'm in a group that's called Speak Out. It's a group that's mostly for um, Black gay men. And they always uh, um, post stuff and like questions and things. Just know if you're Black gay man. So this guy posted this in the Speak Out group. Which, let me just find real quickly. Forgive me. Um, and it's one of the most gross things I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's dis disgusting. Sorry, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Got too much fag shit on here. <laughs> Excuse my language. By fag, I mean cigarettes. So many cigarettes on here. Yes. So long story short. Um, yeah. Long story short, this guy posted that he had just moved to town. And his white friends told him that he needs to go. The first thing he needs to do is fuck a black guy in this town. He literally sent that to some. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh hi, I'm new. You know, I just moved from here. My friends just told me the first thing I need to do is fuck a black man in here. And so I'm I'm just feeling out people because a black man always want a white man. And the and the guy replied, "Fuck you. I hope you die. You're trash. Get gender awards." We don't want you. No black man wants you. You can die in your white grave. I was like, yep. So I'm like, but that's too harsh. Said, no, that's not harsh at all. Right. Because you had the entitlement to say, I just moved here. And my friends say the first thing I should do is fuck a black man. And so I'm testing people out. That's no, no problem. Somebody, you got to go to this new brunch spot. It's cute. Check it out. I love it. Right. Yeah. That's not, we're not attractions. This is not King's oh, Island. I found it. Let me just I read it. Flags. Let me That's read it verbatim. That's a colonizer me, mentality. Let yeah. me read it verbatim right now. Hey there. Just moved here. Friends told me that one of the first things I should do is have a black guy fuck me. So I'm chatting, putting feelers out and thought I say hi. And the guy responded, laugh my ass off. You're trash as a white person in general. I hope you have gender wars and herpes. Stop fetishizing, stop fetishizing black men. We don't want you in caps. Yes. I was like, who the fuck does that? Like, I'm feeling. Girl, how many? I mean, okay, like all right. the time. And I would you would think that because we got a little bit of like, um, I guess enlightenment or something, you know, oh, we're supposed to be we did or did. <laughs> girls said, we as a culture. Oh no, girl. Girls asleep. They took mm -hmm. ambience. So I'm curious because mm -hmm. we're here, right? We're here. We're here setting in this. That's doing some messy hour, girl. Let's How do, do you feel about the term BBC? Hate it. I like the channel. <laughs> I love the channel. Great the channel, news. Great. Wonderful news. Right. In Drag Race UK. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I personally, as everybody knows on your first, I hate fetishism in general. Mm -hmm. I don't like I don't, I don't like it. For me it's like I love every type of man. I love white man, black man, every type of man. I just don't feel like that term is needed because it's one of those things where it's not helping. It's not helping anything for me. It's just like if you have a sexual fantasy of having sex with someone of another race or form, just do it. I've had fantasy about having uh, interrelations with people that yeah. I've never had, but I would never open my mouth and say, oh, this is my first time. No, because I think that is rude so, and that is entitled to me. 
you would never, so let's say you're talking to a guy online who mm -hmm. is South Asian, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, and you, so you would never say, oh, I've never had a guy that's Pakistani or- Never. Who's from, you never let those words come out of your mouth, girl. Do I got to audit your text messages? You sure can. I've never had, you can audit my text message, but I've never said that because you know what? I fucked everybody from everywhere. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I, no, <laughs> but I've never said, I've never had that for, because to me, it's like, I don't think I'm that special for me to tell you I've never had to, like I'm somebody that you should fuck, assuming that you want to fuck me. So I think it's kind of interesting if you look at it like Pokemon cards, right? Got to catch them all. So like, I could totally see Ooh, that aspect. Come on, messy Oreo. But because, because relationships are cultural, sexual engagement is cultural, yeah. communication is cultural. Yeah. So there are different experiences when you interact with somebody from a different culture, ethnicity, with regard to sex and sexual identity and sexual interaction. Oh, with okay. that said. Oh. It's not the same as like, oh, I am obsessed with X group of people because of some arbitrary um, fetishized yes. notion of them. Mm -hmm. Like, I like Arab guys, for instance, like uh, because who, I girl, like big first of all, like, I like not? the physical features that typically, but I also like big eyebrows and dark hair on anybody. So. Right. I just like big eyebrows and dark hair and I like hairy. So like it, it you know, typically falls there, yeah. but like, I'm not gonna necessarily be like, oh my God, I just want your big Arab whatever. Like that just seems right. gross and disgusting to me. And that's right. what's presented right. so very often. Like literally every time one logs into an app, mm -hmm. you're gonna get one of those messages. And I think for me, it's the, it, that's, I get what you're saying. There's a few men I've never been with, like, culturally. Yeah. But I don't feel like I need to tell them, oh, I've never been with A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, because that got nothing to do with them. Yeah, I have nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with them. Right. It's just like, I want to be with you because I think you're beautiful. And mm -hmm. I, I love men from everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, the other day, I was funny that I was- well, You and ambassadors, honey. I was yeah. leaving my gym the other day. And this guy came out, white guy with like red hair. He had the nicest booty. And like, he was like kind of like a short, he was like five, nine, mm -hmm. like short, thick. He had muscle and like big booty. He had red hair and a ponytail. He had long hair. He was gorgeous to me. And I was just like, wow, he looks good. Somebody, I was, um, and the one girl that was like, you don't like white boys. I said, no, I like all men. I don't care. I, I just don't think one man is greater than another because of their race or their culture. I just like, mm -hmm. he was hot. That's it. He was just a hot fucking man. So, but I don't think that's necessary for you to say that. Um, you can say, you know what? I've never experienced a culture. That's a way to say things. You can mm -hmm. be like, you know what? I've never like um, been in the Middle Eastern culture before, or I've never done this before. I've never been in Asian culture before. Uh, but you know, or I don't, I don't know if being in the culture is the right yeah. phrase, but I know yeah. what you're going for. Right. Yeah, you know I what I mean. Getting. It's the rum, girl. It's the rum. Thank you. It's the rum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I, mean, Paraguay, but, you know. I mean, there's a few, there's only like maybe two points on my finger of people I've never been with in this world. Because, bitch, I would fuck anything that moves. Yeah. You're like, why? <laughs> but wait, not everything that moves, anything that moves. That's the difference. <laughs> 
But we got. I know we got another topic that we need to go on to. Yeah, but we're going to. Yeah, because we're going to talk about this all now. We're going to go into music break now. So okay, and then we're going to come back. Oh, Michael, do you have something to say about this topic? Oh no 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 no! But I'm excited for this music break. Oh, okay, good. So now we're in the real deep, deep, deep lesbian coffee shop section. (laughs) We're gonna start with um, Paula Cole. I don't want to wait. Office Creek. (laughs) You know, um, into closer to find, which is the pinnacle of lesbian coffee shop music by the Integral Girls. If you don't know the song, shame on you. Because mm-hmm. then you don't know the genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, into um, I want to come over. Melissa Etheridge, I want to come over. Yeah. So you're listening. That's to- like her follow up to the main, like. Yeah, to, to I'm the only one, which was yeah. like the bomb. It was like, how's she going to top this? But this mm-hmm. song went in. Oh, wait, did Come to My Window come after I want to come over? Come to My Window was the second singer after, um, no, after uh, I'm the only one. They were both okay. on Yes, they were both on yes I Am album from 1993. Because mm-hmm. Official said she was lesbian. So mm-hmm. this was the album after Yes I Am. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, Melissa Ethel's Yes I Am album was pretty much people always asking she was a lesbian. She named her album Yes I Am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which had two of the best songs on there, you know, Come to My Willow mm-hmm. and, and that. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. So open up your morning light and say a little prayer for I. You know that if we are to stay alive and see the peace in every eye. Four of 44 
There's more than one answer to these questions Pointing me in a crooked line And the less I seek my source for some definitive Closer I am to find Closer I am to find I stopped by the bar at 3 a.m. To seek solace in a bottle Or possibly a friend up with a headache like my head against a board Twice as cloudy as I'd been the night before And I went in seeking clarity I went to the doctor I went to the mountains I looked to the children I drank from the fountain And we go to the doctor We go to the mountains We look to the children Left your light on You know I'm here 
Thank you, Melissa Etheridge. You got your life, Mike. I saw you. Yeah, no, I forgot about that song. Thank I you. saw you when, you, when the, mm-hmm. the, the, the um, bass kicked out. I was like, oh, look at Pose to get her life, honey. <laughs> yeah, I didn't listen to some Melissa. Um, oh, yeah, I also, love her. She's love so good. Her. Oh, I just love her. And like, I don't know if you follow Melissa, but I follow her on like social. Sorry, my puppy wants to participate in the show because <laughs> coronavirus, we're still here. It's 2020. Right. Anyway, um, so if you've been following her on her socials, first of all, she lost her son over the pandemic to oh, no. an overdose. No. Tragic. Wow. And she had been performing for people. She'd been doing these quarantine concerts every day, like every day during the pandemic. And then I think she lost her, it was it was sometime maybe in the summer or- Oh God, no, that's terrible. So yeah, it you know she had a rough rough go at it, but like she still came back and still performing music. And I don't know, she's like one of those artists that like back in back in her era, we didn't have a lot of queer artists. No, she was one of the big ones. Queer artists. Um, and so her being who she was and being out there and just like living was just everything. Or if you you remember, she was the biggest one. She was the biggest one of them all. Because mm-hmm. the gay boys were more like the dance club. Melissa was like the one that was really, you could turn on an award show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was the one that was really out there for us in that sense. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, we always laugh about it. I laugh about this and I did the whole lesbian coffee shop music. But all these women that I played tonight were actually much, way bigger than the guys were. That's who I looked up to. Like, because if I need to listen to something that was considered gay and queer, that was not dance, it was... That's why it's we the, listen to female rap. That's why we listen yeah. to angry women, like cam. rockers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, if they weren't singing about dudes, they were singing in a way that we could identify with. And, you know, yeah. we were angry and angsty. And so yeah. they were just everything. Um, yeah. 
Oh man. Oh, that's okay. crazy. Um, so I want um Sam to actually make a talk about this real quick and not to put you in the spot. So her name on today is Fiona Apple. So why do you love Fiona Apple so much, Sam? Because I love sad girl shit. And even though I'm known for being like a cheerful person, I do tend to gravitate towards more um, somber themes in art and, you know, especially music. And she just really, you know, gives me all of that. And I just love it. And that's really the reason. (laughs) And her voice. Yeah. um, It's just, it's so, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like velvety. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. And Sam, I can tell you this. You were probably very young at a time. Like, but when I was in college, my first year, 96, 97, like when she came out, like that whole era, we were literally watching worshiping Fiona Apple, the Tori Amos's. Like we, it was literally about, It was an era. It was an era. It, it was, was a whole that. era. Like I it was an experience. The first time I would mm. met these two uh, young little twink twink fags, white girls in 96, walking around, and he went and bought a Tori Amos poster from the poster oh. shop. Yeah, and I was just like, "What?" Because that like, was a thing you did back yeah, in. Yeah, he was like, "You never heard of Tori Amos?" I was like, "No, I don't know who the fuck Tori Amos. I'm listening to Tony Braxton." You know, it was ninety. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But he's like, "You must listen to Tori Amos." So when I, I remember going and getting the video and watching um the boys from Pele and Under the Pink, and I was just like, I got hooked. But that was usually what to play in the clubs. Just like he had that. So I will say this much, and Ori. I'm a little older than Ori, but he had the tail end of what I had. I was blessed to come in doing a queer revolution of the 90s and early 2000s. I was really, I was in the midst of the queer revolution. So my gay identity was not missing. Let's put it that way. So I, 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 was, I was privileged in that sense. I, I would not only co-sign that, but I would say that there that was like the pinnacle era of gay music like yeah. queer music in the 90s Ari Gold, no matter what genre yeah it, it was just um it was it was different it was like i mean you know i joke about the queer's life or the queer's yeah. folk experience a lot um the yeah. thumpa thumpa experience you know they talk about but yeah. like beyond even just that dance music it was just there was just we i think we had to live in our music yeah, and I think it was also the fact that it was separated. The mm-hmm. the divas had their lane. The divas, the divas were uh, we loved, loved the divas as queer people, but we also had our gay music. So it wasn't mesh in one. Now it's like the divas and the gay music is mesh in one. Like it was separate. So like I could listen to Sheer when she came out with Believe in like 95, 96. Uh, which everything I believe it was 99, wasn't was it? Was 99? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we could still go and listen to Paula Cole and the other people. Mm-hmm. on the side and still get our lives still do parts on that i loved that. so and like you had like rockers like shirley manson um oh my god you had courtney stupid love, girl when stupid love like, came out oh, oh god yeah. oh, yeah. like stupid yeah stupid girl that era mm. and, no doubt. Sti- and we still got it let me just go back to garbage for a minute yeah uh, shirley manson i went to their 25th anniversary concert at king's theater like a few years ago and oh it God. was amazing. I was just living. Oh my God. Oh, but she still has too. it. She still has it. Yeah. I just oh, love that show. And the cramp. Oh, the cramp. Dolores, Dolores is gone now. Oh, oh. Oh. Roxette. Oof, man. Oh, yeah. 
Oh my God. It's so like, you know, I don't want to be one of those old heads. that's like music was so good back in my day, blah, blah, blah. No, but, but like, it was different. It raised you. It was, it was different. different. We have, we have, we have had a monumental shift in the industry, actually probably a few micro monumental shifts yeah. to, that have culminated into a big monumental shift in music. is just different now. Yeah. And it started with, that believe album with that auto tune, and then it just kicked mm-hmm. off this whole you know realization. Sheer actually, sheer fun enough. Sheer brought back the dance EDM music to the Billboard Hot 100 because mm-hmm. it had been underground for a while. It literally so underground. Had, it had stopped in 1984 when they killed disco. They moved they killed dance disco, music underground. Donna yep. Summer kept it alive for like five more years after that she yeah. really did the best she could but it was disco pop it was mainstream enough yeah that it was you really makes happen but like Cher brought that back because i remember Cher brought that back one by one. Mm-hmm. Oh yes one by one from that album honey one by one yes and so but yes. you still had all of that but no ori like i say this like and i think that i've talked to mike about this but the more I think about it, I did have a privilege, like growing up in the mid nineties, like in college in 96, so like in the 2000s, I said, oh my God, you actually grew up in a gay era that was actually gay. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I had Trick come out, the Trick, the movie, we had Beautiful Thing, like, you know, Broken it was Hearts a, Club. Broken, oh, Ku, Ku Wong Fu came the out. Wong Fu came that, out yes. in 95. And oh, Priscilla wow, Queen yeah. of the Desert. Priscilla mm-hmm. Queen of the Desert, which is, by the way, Never watch a Broadway show because the Broadway show is yeah it's fine but it does not capture the whole thing because the Broadway I mean because you ha- can't have a big giant RV and a shoe on top and a big old drag queen hanging on top of it in a right. no, stage show no you it can't wasn't do that. that it was more the fact that you know Priscilla is a dark comedy and Priscilla is very sad uh-huh. but when you watch it on um, the Broadway show is very like oh this is happy and drag queens so are like no, no baby this movie was just, it, it it was a lot happening it was ninety percent sad 10 percent happy <laughs> it was a lot to handle i i feel yeah. like there there are two wong fu queens and there are priscilla queens and you appreciate both movies yeah but two like wong you're fu definitely one or the other i'm like definitely two wong fu queen yeah oh, yes. oh like, of course yeah. every black fact because wesley snipes played a real black I mean, queen played it down oh played it down yeah but uh priscilla also won't have you want to kill yourself in some parts. Mm-hmm. Like, like, did you feel that you got a little Noxzema when Wesley Snaps is playing in the um Coming to America 2? I surely did. That did too. <laughs> Sorry, yo. Now we're just blabbing. That was a real inside baseball. But if you watch Coming to America 2 and you watched um Wesley Snipes' Noxzema Jackson, you'll see some similarities. I'm just saying. So you That's know what? Hilarious. We actually, a uh, little background story about the movie. They actually took it very seriously. So Princess Larissa is actually was a, uh, a queen in New York called Larissa Dumont. She mm-hmm. was a Latin queen. of the most famous Latin queen in New York at the time. They, Patrick Swayze and Western Snipes and Jarlis, they took it very seriously. They literally mm-hmm. studied with the queens. They, they were very, they were like, we're going to do this. That movie has working queens in it. Working right. queens were on that, like no, that opening work, scene. Yeah, every working, working queens. queens in there, yeah. They were like, no, we did not want to be like, we didn't want to disrespect the drag community. That's why it still holds up till this day mm. and doesn't have an issue. And even when the kids tried it with RuPaul in the Confederate flag dress, I'm like, do you know what her name was? Rachel, Rachel Tension. Tension. Racial yeah. Tension. Right. That's the whole point the of whole the Confederate point. point. Yeah, the whole Rachel point. Tension. Uh. Like that movie, you can, I can watch that movie today and be like, no, that's no problem. 
no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I have to watch that movie once a year or so just to get back in the spirits. You know, it's just, it's like the color purple. Yeah. I just got to watch and it, for, you know, to get the energy. Know, we're talking about <laughs> To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. And it is funnier when you get all the references. And sure. it takes about 10 years to get on. It takes about 10 years to get on. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you got to age a little bit. Because <laughs> I died when she said, oh, I feel like Miss Jean Mansfield behind this wheel. She said, oh, Miss Jean. Not a good order reference. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I just got in my Oh, my God. That's why Miss Jean Mansfield. Not a good order reference. <laughs> and when she goes like, you sat in that car like Mary Jo Kopechny. Mary Jo Kopechny sat on the train track for her car. <laughs> oh. You sat in that car like Mary Jo Capek. You're like, bitch, what? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Almost every line is like a, like a hidden meaning my Jackson, or like an Jackson, inside yes. joke. Jesse's daughter. Jesse's daughter. <laughs> my favorite line that if you don't get it, you'll miss it. It's when Chi-Chi goes, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying, bitch. I want to be here. I'm staying. She's like, well, all right, Miss Jennifer right. Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> and I am telling you, I'm like, come on. <laughs> not all right, Miss Jennifer. I said, it's so nuanced, Queenie. It's yeah. so nuanced. That's why I made it so funny because it's funny by itself. But if you're a big old fag and you get all the, you're like, really? That's all right. All right, Miss Jennifer Holiday. Don't forget to write. I was like, oh, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. Oh. Got it. Got it. We're going to have a cute Sam movie nights now. Fuck it. We should. That'd be cute. Oh, that'd be cute. That'd be yeah, really cute. sorry. Maybe the listeners yeah. would come to watch a movie. Maybe we can do like an outdoor thing or something. Right. Yeah. And speaking of watching, what is everybody watching right now? I can tell you for me, I've been mm. watching Shit's Creek and this is just me talking about myself. I um, like to pop an edible um, uh, about every night. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time it kicked in, I watched Mora and she changes the accent. I'd be laughing, falling off my fucking bed. <laughs> I had I to did. start watching Shit's Creek because I used to watch The Lord of the Rings and then the dragon was attacking me in my bed and that was just too much. Mm. So I'm like, you know, I said, you know what, Miss Carmel? So I've been watching Shit's Creek and I'm on season um, three and I was so high last night and I watched the episode when David and the guy finally kissed, bitch, it felt like he was kissing me. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Oh, girl, I love good. that couple. Girl, it was oh, so, it's, just the, it's the way it happened. Mm-hmm. We've all been there as gay boys when you're with a guy and you don't know what the fuck it is. And it's just the way it happened. It was so authentic. Oh, and I yeah. was, and if I took me back to when I was like 22, you know, back in 2006. Oh, I, I, I don't even want to do that math. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I am watching, so I'm watching The Equalizer with Queen Latifah. Oh, it is yes. good, honey. I like it a little piece good. of action show, especially with a good, strong female lead. Um, yes, and Queen gives both. The queen it's, is everything. She, the Queen is everything, and um, so if you know Mr. Big from Sex and City, who's also one of my yes, last daddies yes. on the list, he's also <laughs> in that show. Um, so it's really a win-win. Also, what else am I watching? Um. Oh, Queen Sugar. And okay. although I think I'm behind a couple episodes because there it's hard for me to watch shows that are like dealing with the pandemic in like a deep way. Like and Queen Sugar's storyline is like yeah. a timeline through the pandemic, and I just can't. Like Grey's Anatomy is super pandemic-y, and I haven't watched it. Oh, girl, season. you don't oh, want to watch Lauren or the SVU then because they they they, they go mm-hmm. in on SVU, but this season's been like oof. But you know what? I did watch Organized Organized Crime. Crime. Of course, Chris Maloney. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Y'all yeah. in them old, that old, dusty, uh, 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 Krispy Kreme pussy, honey. Yeah, uh, I get it. Uh, he's so handsome. They started strong. He is very good looking. He yes. is a oh. beautiful man. And, and again, <laughs> good on looking. the socials, he's just so man. It's so, so nice. Is anybody ever like, seen Oz? You guys all play horse in Oz here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yes. If you like Christmas, no, least in Oz. Yeah. You better get that HBO Max subscription ready. Warm it up. Yeah, to our listeners, though, if you have not seen Oz, because you know some of our listeners are younger, if you have not seen Oz, is an amazing show in general. As long as you, you know, 18 oldest, um, but because I don't be responsible for no cheering, but you know, watch (laughs) Oz. It's it's educational. Mm -hmm. It it features Chris Maloney's hams. Uh. (laughs) And a lot of good actors, like a lot of famous actors were on that show. Show yeah. and they all oh went goodness. to SVU. So, all <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that show had a very great actress on it. Oz had a very good, it's about a men's prison and it's very, it's very graphic, right? Graphic, but, yeah, but it's not graphic in a way that is graphic for graphic's sake, it, it goes with the plot, yeah. I um wonder, yeah it's not like um it wasn't like Orange is the New Black and when they killed Pusa and like it was just like tawdry and right. violence for violence's sake it's like it seems like it's yeah so mm-hmm. y'all um we're gonna uh, wrap up unfortunately soon oh, good. here yeah not oh good oh, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's two. It's two o'clock. Everybody got to get on with their day. Get on exactly. to their parties and every. What are we talking about? It's a pandemic. Ain't nobody doing that and cleaning your house probably. As you right. should. Well, post this house <laughs> already. So, ah, uh, but Micah, before we go, can you just tell what people can subscribe? Oh yeah, uh, you can find us anywhere you listen. Uh, you can go to que- radiofreebrooklyn.com slash queer state of mind to find our archive. You can also find us on wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Queer State of Mind. We will be back next week for a new show. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.